Thank you for joining us. This podcast is brought to you by St. Matthew's Roman Catholic Church in Voorheesville, New York. It features the Sunday Gospel reading and the homily each and every week. You can visit us online at stmatthewsvoorheesville.org or come worship with us in person in our great village. Thank you and God bless. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. That we have our live stream with us this morning, that is not the normal state of affairs. We had some sound system problems last night. So my usual procedure is don't tell the people that go to the 5 p.m. Saturday Mass. That's usually the homily that I work on. I always listen to what I say and like, oh, I got to fix that and got to fix that. And so you guys get a good homily normally. But not this morning, because I forgot what I said. Well, I had a great pleasure, though, two weeks ago of celebrating the 5 p.m. Sunday evening Mass. And it was a Mass geared towards the confirmation class. Now, anybody is welcome to come, but I specifically geared that liturgy and that homily in particular towards the, the young men and women who are to make their confirmation in the spring. And I said to them, in a couple weeks, we will be celebrating the new year. And, you know, I was purposely trying to evoke some kind of look of bewilderment on them. But I'll say that to everyone here as well. Now we're here. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. And, you know, as, as you know, Advent is the start 
of the church's new year, our new liturgical year, when we are now in what's called, we go in three-year cycles on weekends. And so this is year C. Year C focuses on Luke's gospel throughout this entire liturgical year. And as you know, when we have the secular new year, you know, the January 1st, many people decide to make New Year's resolutions. And what are some of those resolutions that we all invariably make? I hear mumbling, <laughs> mumbling of things you've probably failed to do in previous New Year's, right? Lose weight, exercise more. You ever go to a Planet Fitness between January 1st and February 1st? <laughs> And then go on March 1st and tell me how many of those people are left. Not many, right? You know, give up smoking, uh, whatever, whatever we want to work on, right? And we usually we pick things that affect our physical health, which is good. You know, you want to get healthier. Or perhaps our emotional health, you know, take more time uh, to relax. But for this liturgical New Year, Advent, this new season, which we're entering upon today, I want to propose something to each of you that we all make a New Year's, new liturgical year resolution to do something to improve our spiritual health. Because as you know, we are, we are mind, we are body, but we are also spirit. There is a spiritual life that each of us wants to be fed which is why we come to church, right? In part, you know, to, to, to be fed in the spiritual sense, to worship Christ together. So for this new liturgical year, I am proposing that we work on our prayer life, that we each pick one thing that we want to improve upon to bring our relationship to Christ Close, bring us closer to Christ, make our, our relationship that much stronger. Because as you know, if you enter into a relationship with someone, that relationship requires work. It requires, as you know, in, the, in our everyday lives, a text or a phone call or an email or a neighborly visit. So the way we communicate with God, of course, is through prayer. And whether that is a prayer of thanksgiving every night or every morning, just saying, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. Thank you for my wonderful family. Or if it's an extra decade of the rosary or prayers for the deceased, our loved ones and our family or our church family, I think that each of us can stand to work on our spiritual life by making a resolution this new year, this new liturgical year, this Advent, to become closer in our relationship to Christ. And again, how do we get closer in that relationship? Through prayer. Prayer is nothing more than talking one-on-one -on -one with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Advent itself, I do want to touch on some, some notes about Advent. As you noticed, we have our wonderful Advent wreath right here which was blessed last night. I want to thank the Hoyer family 
for volunteering to, to light the candle. I was joking with Peggy. You know, Peggy, I always call Peggy out in the, in the homilies. I was joking with Peggy that if we couldn't find a kid to light the candle for, how old are you, Greg? We would have had her 20-year-old son, Greg, light the candle. That, would have been the, that was going to be the default kid. So, um, but fortunately, we had the Hoyer family and Primo, right? Yep, and Primo light the candle, so thank you for that. So here we have the Advent candle. As you know, here in the Northern Hemisphere, as we progress further and further into December, the days get shorter and shorter. It almost seems at times like the darkness overwhelms the light. Yet, with each progressive week, we have more and more light on the Advent candle. So as the darkness seems to be moving in, the light gets brighter and brighter. Until that day when we celebrate the first coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That very humble birth that, you know, we just celebrated that feast last week of Christ the King, King of the Universe. Yet the King of the Universe was born in human flesh. And where did he lay his head? In a humble animal trough, a manger, right? The most humble of circumstances for the most royal of human beings. So we are looking forward in Advent to that coming birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. But at the same time, this is a season where we look forward to the second coming. And so some of the readings during Advent, very much like the end of the liturgical year, have, here's that big word again from a couple weeks ago, an eschatological feel to them. That is to say, they have to do with the second coming with end times. In today's gospel reading, um, the Lord talks about some of the signs that we are to expect before his, the, the second coming of the Son of Man. And this is a deliberately evocative title that Jesus uses, which harks to the book of Daniel, where Daniel, the prophet, had this vision of the Son of Man coming on clouds. And, you know, one thing about the second coming is that, you know, I've, I've mentioned this previously, that we cannot control when it comes. Just a great uh, story that my, my dad told me when he was growing up. How many of you here were alive in the year 1962? Raise your hand. About three quarters, okay. How many of you that were alive in 1962 remember those days in October of the Cuban Missile Crisis? Right? Quite a few. My dad was 14 years old, and he told me he remembers playing football with his friends in the park. And they were saying after the game was over, goodbye to each other. Because they thought, based on TV reports and that tension between the United States and the Soviet Union, that nuclear war was coming, right? And, and some of you probably remember how scary 
those days were. It really, people thought it was the end. There's, I remember reading a report online that, uh, from newspaper, contemporary newspaper accounts that said the line for confession at St. Patrick's Cathedral in, in Manhattan was blocks long for confession. Now, why would people want to go to confession at that time? Well, they wanted to get their souls in order. You know, if the end was coming, you, you wanted to, to confess your sins, to uh, clean your soul of any impurities, just in case, right? Well, we should, uh, you know, use this season of Advent, and, and some compare it to a miniature Lent. In, in some ways, I think that's true. In, in one case, Lent, we are undergoing this period of preparation for our great feast day of Easter, where we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. And here in Advent, we are undergoing a period of preparation for Jesus' coming in the manger, his first coming. But whereas we can see Lent as penitential, we need to see Advent as preparational. So on one hand, we are, yes, we're preparing to have that great celebration where everybody gathers around the Christmas tree and the dinner table on Christmas Day, and the kids rip through presents, some of which they're disappointed when they get others. They're, they're very happy. But we also need to prepare for the second coming. We never know when it's going to be. And, and you know, I, I would argue that many of us, our earthly lives will end before that time of second coming. But we always need to be prepared. And I think that's one of the things that this season of Advent can teach us. To prepare ourselves at all times to, as St. Paul says, put on that armor of God to just be ready and to be on the alert. And how one of the ways, of course, that we can be ready and make ourselves more ready for, for Jesus at all times is to increase our prayer life. So brothers and sisters, we have a New Year's resolution. And that is today to make our relationship with Jesus Christ that much stronger. And we do so, of course, through prayer. Brothers and sisters, this is a season of prayer and preparation for the coming of our Savior. We know he is a wonderful God, a good and gracious God. And we bring our prayers together before him, confident that he will answer them according to his will.